Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is on Heart of the Press paper in European Heart Journal, titled Classification, Prevalence and Outcomes of Anti-Cancer Therapy-Induced Cardiotoxicity, the Cardiotox Registry. It's authored by Dr. Jose Lopez Senden et al. on behalf of the Cardiotox Registry Investigators. It's published in European Heart Journal, Volume 41, Issue 18, 7th May 2020, pages 1720-1729. The study investigators conducted a prospective multicenter registry to better understand the relationship among cancer, cancer therapy, and cardiovascular disease. The main objective of the registry was risk assessment and early diagnosis of cardiotoxicity. And the aim of the present study was to determine one, the prevalence of common clinical, biochemical, and echocardiographic parameters except currently accepted as indicative of cardiotoxicity and identified after initiation of cancer therapies. And two, their relationship with heart failure criteria and treatment recommendations in current guidelines. They studied 865 patients aged 54.7 plus or minus 13.9. Only 16.3% were men. And these were patients scheduled for chemotherapy or anti-cancer therapy related to moderate or high risk for cardiotoxicity. They classified this cohort into four groups of progressive myocardial damage or dysfunction according to the current guidelines. The first group was normal where the biomarkers were normal, that is high sensitivity troponin T and NT-proBNP and normal LV function. In, in the mild group, there were abnormal biomarkers and there was and or LV dysfunction, but maintaining the left ventricular ejection fraction equal to or greater than 50%. In the patient stratified as moderate, the left ventricular uh, ejection fraction was between 40 to 49 percent and in the severe group the left ventricular ejection fraction was equal to or less than 40 percent or they had symptomatic heart failure. Cardiotoxicity was defined as new or worsening of myocardial damage or ventricular function from baseline during follow-up Patients were followed up for 24 months. They identified cardiotoxicity in 37.5% during follow-up. 95% confidence interval was 3422 to 40.8%. 31.6% were mild, 2.8% were moderate, and 3.1% had severe myocardial damage or dysfunction. The mortality rate in the severe cardiotoxicity group was 22.9 deaths per 100 patients year versus 2.3 deaths per 100 patients year in rest of the groups. Hazard ratio of 10.2, 95% confidence interval 5.5 to 19.2 and the p-value was 0.001. What were the demographics of this cohort? 1.3% of the patients, that's 11 patients, had a previous history of myocardial infarction. 4.9%, that is 42 
patients received chemotherapy previously. 0.5%, that's four patients were previously diagnosed with chemotherapy-induced cardiotoxicity. None with the left ventricular ejection fraction less than 50% were included. So these were with recovered left ventricular function. 4.9%, that is 43, had already received at least one dose of chemo before the first echocardiogram and blood sampling was done. What were the kinds of cancers? Clearly, this was a group with mainly women. So breast cancer was the most common type of cancer, 65.7%, followed by non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, 15.4%, and Hodgkin's disease, 5.1%. In nine patients, that is 1%, left ventricular ejection fraction at baseline was equal to a greater than 40% and less than 50%. GLS was more than minus 18% in 28.3% and none presented with a left ventricular ejection fraction less than 40%. What were the offending chemotherapy agents? In a total of 731 patients, 84.5% received anthracyclines. 20.5%, that is 177 patients, received anti-HER2 therapy. And 16.2% received both treatments, that is 140 patients. About 27.3% received left breast radiotherapy. And 2.7% received mediastinal radiotherapy. Many of the biomarker and echo abnormalities were transient with a peak around six months of follow-up. Abnormal values of biomarkers at any time point during follow-up was found in 78.4% of the patients. Two-dimensional echocardiography abnormalities in 64.6%. Advanced echo abnormalities in 79.5%. This is an important study because it adds to the literature and it's, it's provocative because the need and the urgency to develop a risk score to predict cardiotoxicity is urgent so that therapy can be initiated in a timely manner. Future studies will probably include GLS assessments and probably even um, genetic profiles to accurately predict risk in chemotherapy-induced cardiotoxicity.